Welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breathwork, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. Hello and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And today we have Jesse Coomer on the podcast. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Before we hop into the beauty of breath work, I wanted to give the listeners a second to kind of get to know you a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself to start off, that'd be great. Yeah. So I am a former uh, English professor of uh, 11 years. I'm still recovering. Uh, I, I, during a, uh, when I was in my twenties, I would say I, I lived the opposite of healthy, opposite of anything good. I, I was just very, very much dominated by, um, my social anxiety and, uh, just anxiety, just in general, I've always been an extreme extrovert, but then I also had social anxiety. So go figure. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then. Um, near the late part of my twenties, I started to say, Hey, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to figure something out here. And, and that's when I started getting into health and wellness and fitness. And, um, and you know, that was, those things were fantastic. You know, I still exercise So this, you know, I, I recommend everyone does and, you know, eat right and things of that nature. But, um, I still had a lot of anxiety that I was dealing with. And so when I, um, I had a friend that that told me, "Hey, you should try meditation," and I tried it and, and couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> and I started trying to experiment with, you know, things that could help me improve my meditation, and that's when I found breath work. And uh, since 2016, I've been a professional breath worker. I train um, first responders, CEOs, athletes, people from every walk of life to live a better, healthier life. Um, I wrote my first book in 2020 called uh, The Language, or I'm sorry, that's my next book. The next book that's coming out is Language Breath, but the first book is A Practical Guide to Breathwork. That came out in 2020. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. I, <laughs> I got love it here. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm working on posting my podcast now on YouTube. So I got it here, guys. There it is. This one right here, this beauty. <laughs> yes. And so uh, that was my my first book. I, I did that uh, when I was still an English professor. And uh, I soon found out that um, I was working two full-time jobs and I just had to do something about that. And so I chose to go into this new field, which is really exciting. And that is breath work. 
And uh, and so I'm I founded a breath school this past year called the Language of Breath um, Collective, and uh, I teach breath workers to become uh, breath workers, and uh, and and I'm just really each day, you know, just more and more excited about this thing we call breath work. You have a beautiful path. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think it honestly helps the listeners understand, especially, you know, the ones that are dealing with anxiety, just graduating college, you know, mm. it's going to work out. It works out and you find your path <laughs> and you you figure out what you're supposed to be doing, what your light is per se. Um, and I don't obviously want to take away the floor or anything like that. So I do want to ask you, um, yeah. is breath work your light? Do you feel like that's kind of what makes you you or is there more to that too? I think, I think at the essence, it really is teaching. So, mm -hmm. so for me, I, my, my real passion is um, when I find something that helps me, I want to share it. And I oftentimes know very well that uh, it's difficult to understand a lot of these complexities and sometimes we oversimplify. And so my, I would say, you know, if, if, if I were to say, what, what is my light? I would say, really trying to make a positive impact through teaching. Um, and, it, and it can be, I mean, right now, I think it's breath work, but uh, sometimes it's philosophy, other times it's nutrition, other times it's cold training, other times, you know, so um, trying to help other people, you know, um, benefit from the things that I've benefited from. And I think that's my life. I love that. And I can tell you, you have impacted me and helped me benefit on my end too. So for you guys um, that are listening, oh, of course. Oh my gosh. I, I'm serious. I mean it truly because I met you through Theta Breathwork certification through BIA. And I can tell you right now, I'm laughing, but I have never sat through something and been more interested by the science behind something. You took science and you made it so beautiful and so easily understandable. So I totally see where the teaching thing is coming from. I mean, you are a teacher to your core. Of course. I really appreciated that. And I was so focused. And that's honestly why I was like, we got to get him on the podcast to explain some, <laughs> of this, some of this beauty to other people because breathwork yeah. is such an amazing thing. And before we hop into that, um, should we start off with a quick grounding breathwork or something like that to yeah, yeah, get well, everyone kind of focused? I think I think one of my favorite techniques is uh, something I call the cadence of bliss. It's simple. It's effective. It would. It's very fast acting. Um, it's it's also known as four seven eight breathing. It's been done for thousands of years. So let's let's carry on that tradition. So it's going to be we're going to do four repetitions of this of this breath style. We're going to inhale for four seconds, and when you inhale really expand those ribs. We really want to expand the rib cage, really take a full, 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 you know, start in the belly, work your way up, full breath, all the way full. And then we're going to hold our breath with full lungs for seven seconds. And then we're going to exhale for eight seconds. Now, when we exhale for eight seconds, that's kind of a long exhale. So just be prepared for those, uh, everybody following along. Uh, it's going to, at first you're going to, you know, sometimes people blow a little too much out at the beginning and it's like, oh, there's not enough for the end. Just remember eight seconds is a, a little while. So be prepared for that. So let's Beautiful. go ahead. And just before we start, what I, I always say is awareness is the foundation of all positive change. And so really just, you know, maybe just take a moment to, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but, but scan <laughs> yourself from head to toe. If you, if you can, you can close your eyes. That can help us 
find inner awareness and just kind of get a feel for how you feel right now. It's something we overlook way too often. We're using one of our senses called interoception when we do this, the sense of inner awareness and just kind of, you know, scan yourself from the top of your head down to the tips of your toes and just see how you feel. And okay, great. So what we're going to do is we'll take a deep breath in all together. So we're on the same breath. So here we go. Deep breath in. Let it out nice and slow and relaxed. All right. Now we're going to breathe in. Two, three, four. Nice and full. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Good. Deep breath in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Relax it out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In. Belly. Ribs. Chest. Hold with full lungs. Three, four, five, six, seven. Out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last one. Deep breath down in the belly. Two, three, four. Hold with full lungs. Three, four, five, six, seven. Out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Go back into normal breathing, but again, check in with yourself. Become aware of your internal state and just observe how four breaths have made such a positive change. Beautiful. I feel so relaxed right now. And that is, I remember you said to us in, the certification that that type of breathing is really good if you have trouble with sleeping. Oh, yes. And that is, that's something for me. I wake up in the middle of the night or I have trouble going to bed, <laughs> you know, and we'll get into the science, the fight or flight and all the goodness, but that helps a ton. If the listeners are listening, you know, that is something that I've tried since we talked and it has boom, I've been out <laughs> in like three minutes. Max. It really is amazing how well it works. It really is. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And getting us all grounded for this beautiful conversation we're about to have. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much again for being here. And I wanted to start a little bit by talking about the conscious versus subconscious mind and our little fight or flight scenario with the cavemen and all the goodness to help the listeners kind of get right into it and understand kind of our minds and how we work. Yeah, I think it's important, and and this is where I think we should teach our young people about this earlier on. I, I didn't find out about it until I was researching breath work and trying. I was like, "Why is this? What what's going on here?" Yeah. Um, is to understand that we are a species built for action, and, and that is, you know, it it might seem sometimes the things that are like obvious are not obvious. So, so you know, for instance, a tree. <laughs> is not built for action. You know, a, a tree, their survival strategy is, you know, you throw a bunch of seeds out, a few of them live, um, they, and those seeds find a place where there's some sunshine and where they have water flow and where it's somewhat stable. 
And as long as the sun shines there, as long as the water flows, as well, as long as there's stability there, they can thrive. But as soon as one of those things is taken away, you know, the, the whole strategy, it, it fails. Now, we, on the other hand, we are, our strategy is action. So we are always mobile, we're always moving. And this is how our organism survived all of human history. This is how our, our, our relatives in the, the, the great tree of life, uh, how they survive. Um, and it's based off of the fact that, hey, food is not always going to come. The, the, there's going to be instability. There's going to be things that are trying to get you and you want to run away from them. So we have everything really about ourselves from that, from, you know, your entire organism is built for action. Now, for the vast majority of human history, <laughs> just about every problem that you ever had could have been solved by taking action. You know, so so there's there's not a lot of well, you know, we're going to file this with the you know bill billing department and see what <laughs> happens. You know, yeah, <laughs> like this, like we do now, and it's like, oh my god, so I've got to wait to see if this thing is covered by my insurance. Right. Yeah, that's a modern day problem that we haven't <laughs> had for a long time. So in the early days, uh, and and this, and we say early days, but I mean, if you think about what we might consider to be modern life. And this is with my book, you know, a practical guide to breathwork. The subtitle of it is a remedy for the modern human condition, because we we have a part of the human condition that we we don't really share with other humans that live before us. Almost everything, you know, falling in love, being afraid, the fear of death, uh, you know, being sick, being happy. All those are human conditions that we share with every other human. But we we have a disconnection now between that that survival strategy of taking action and the world that we live in now. And we've only really lived in that world for maybe a hundred years, maybe 200 years, somewhere around there. Basically one, when you, when you take a look at the industrial revolution, you start to see the end of the vast majority of human history. And we're living indoors, heated rooms. Uh, we have so many other stressors. And, and of course, you know, in the year 2023, which, you know, we're talking now, we have stressors that, I mean, no human being could have imagined. There's a statistic that said that, says that in just one day in the modern world, we will be, we will uh, be subjected to more information than the average person before 1850 had in their entire lifetime. So wow. we're just not built for that, right? That this is yeah. this is something where, you know, if you think about Stonehenge and you think about a lot of these things, that was a, a very valuable piece of information, but it was one piece of information you got and then you built this enormous monolith, you know. So what we have in the modern day is this this modern human condition where we're at a disconnection between our environment and our nervous system. And so what breath work allows us to do is tap into that nervous system unlike anything else that we know of can. And so every breath we're taking, every breath, every it's not just when we're doing our theta session or when we're doing our, you know, this kind of breath work or that kind of breath work, every kind, every breath we take literally influences and is influenced by our nervous system. So this, the, when we talk about, so I, I call it the unconscious you and a conscious you. Um, and this is something that we don't really 
talk about that often, but it's it's just a part of being a human being. The vast majority of who we are, we do not have conscious access to. That that mm. I think at first when we find that out, we're like, I don't really like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. Like, you know, I hated I that. I <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I I'd like to have absolute control over everything about myself. I, I feel like you know, this is where, and, and this is where when people say we don't have free will, they're, they're usually referring to the part of the, the, the human experience that is colored by our unconscious. So we don't always like, for instance, you might have a thought, but you didn't decide to have that thought consciously. It just came up, but it was your unconscious self. That was, which is just as much you, I want to stress that though, that is just as much you as the conscious you. But it's it's going to influence everything about your, you know, situation, and so it it starts to form a uh, view of the world around you based off of your experiences. It picks up patterns. It's very quick. Um, it's it's able to process enormous amount of information almost instantaneously. So it, I mean, we literally could not we could not function without it. However. Uh, it's not always correct. And, and this is the the scary thing about it because, you know, we, based off of your, your past experiences, based off of whatever that unconscious you has developed as, Hey, this is the way the world is. Then you're going to interpret the world in that light. So for instance, maybe, um, maybe you've had bad experiences with plumbers, <laughs> you, know, just, <laughs> you know, just, you know, just random things that you, you can fill in the blank really for this, but maybe you've had a bad experiences. Every time I see a plumber, they're just a real jerk. And, you know, and so, you know, you meet a you know, person you're like, uh, okay, Hey, um, I really think this person's pretty cool. And then, Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a plumber. And then suddenly <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I, you know, ever saw in this person. <laughs> we we build our worldview and and you can see this play out and you know uh when you think the world is a certain way it tends to look that way to you and then other people like why is it that you interpreted that situation in that way well we have this unconscious part of ourselves no that's all you know there's we can go forever and and talk about this but the important thing is the goal here is to have a good relationship between those two parts of yourself the parts of yourself that we consider the conscious you and the unconscious you, which is always trying to help you to survive and thrive. So that's, that's kind of the job of the unconscious you and, and is trying to help you survive and thrive. And so it's never, you know, even if it's wrong, it's trying, it's still trying to help you get through this life and, and, and hopefully have the best possible outcomes, but um, it can make mistakes. So what we can do with the, with the nervous system and with our breathing, is we can we can start to influence at least parts of it, and we can start to become more aware of what that unconscious part of you wants and, and what is thinking. Um, now, the part that is is the things that I, you know we'll focus on for this talk today is is the autonomic nervous system. That's part of the unconscious you, and it can be broken up into there's there's two primary branches of the autonomic nervous system. Technically, there's three branches of it. Um, but, but the two primary ones that we work with is the, the, um, sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And so we've all heard of the sympathetic in, in a way, but if we've heard of fight or flight, right, we've all heard that one. And then there's the parasympathetic, which is 
uh, I was like, what's well, there's something other than fight or flight, right? <laughs> and that is that is the rest and digest. And we have to have those things um, because they're they're in control of all of our organs. So, for instance, your heartbeat, your digestive organs, your reproductive organs, your hormones, your blood circulation, all of these things are are governed by the autonomic nervous system. And so the the way that it used to work is that your organism, okay, so you're out in nature or you're in a situation, and we would pick up signals from that, and that would inform our nervous system, and the nervous system would literally change our physiological expression. Like, it's really amazing. Like, where your blood flows, uh, blood sugar, hormonal profile, all these things change based off of what your nervous system believes, that unconscious you... It's, it changes based off the belief of what is the situation. Mm. And again, we talked about that. That can be based off of your worldview. That can be based off all these things, but it will change your physiological expression to help you survive or thrive, right? It can also be, it's not just always like, I got to run away. I'm, I'm feeling threatened. Sometimes it's like, I got to charge. This is, this is the best thing. I'm going to rock and roll here. You know, yeah. so don't always, you know, we don't always, we, we oftentimes talk about it with regards to stress, but we, we might be better off saying excitement or activation even. And so what happens is when in the normal circumstances, when that happens, when you become excited, when you come activated, your nervous system says, well, we're going to need more oxygen. So our oxygen demands are going to go up higher. So we're going to need to breathe faster. And so that's where the unconscious has control over your breathing. However, I think we all know, right? Because we're talking about it. It's like, well, I, I can also take control of that consciously, right? And so that's where these two things meet. And we mm. have, out of all the species that we know of, we have the most ability to take control of that ability to, to breathe. And by virtue of that, we have an in. We have this interesting, like this very powerful doorway and link to the unconscious. And because of that, we can start to influence what it does. So yes, we cannot consciously control, for instance, our heartbeats, you know, our you know, beats per minute, or we can't, you can't consciously say, okay, I want to improve how I'm digesting this food. However, when you have a positive relationship with that unconscious part of you via your breathing, you can say, hey, partner, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's the beauty of it. That's the, the relationship we're trying to build with our unconscious self with, and this, this is the, the, my personal philosophy, I call the language of breath. And that is ultimately speaking through breathing and then also listening because whenever the unconscious you hears you quote unquote, hears you, it's going to, you're good. It's going to give you some cues. And I think the easiest way to track those cues, one of the easiest ways is your, just your heart rate in general. Cause it's a, it's a, you know, biological thing. You can always, you say, okay, I can track my heart rate. Is your heart rate high? Well, if that's, if your heart rate's higher than, than usual, that's, that's a good indicator that your, your unconscious is like preparing for action because we're a species of action and saying, okay, okay. Look at that autonomic nervous system. We're more in that sympathetic dominant state because your nervous system says, well, the, the body's going to need more oxygen. It's going to need more nutrients, no, you know, more glucose. We got to pump it through. So let's start beating a little faster. 
it all, you know, it's, it's amazing. This beautiful miracle we walk around in and it like, there's a reason, you know, there's, there's, it's not just, okay. Randomness. It, it's really a, a beautifully intricate thing that we're walking around in. And, um, and using our breathing, we can influence that. And I find that even though I've been doing this professionally for many years, I still find every morning I'm like, seriously? Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. The interconnectedness, like you just said, is just, yeah. it's inc- it's so crazy to me. You know, how, yeah. and I remember for me, like specifically this year, I had a really big battle with my gut health. And okay, my yeah. my dietitian, she said to me, you know, one of the things she said was, before you eat, take three big, deep breaths, nice mm-hmm. and slow. So you kind of touched on a little bit, but I'd love to hear about more of the power of breath work, like more oh, yeah. of the the benefits and the things that this really does alter because it is just so cool to me. It's so cool. So when I when I give talks, um, I I always like to show a slide of like many of the functions of the autonomic nervous system. And when I spoke to to your group with the mm-hmm. theta uh, breathing certification, that I, I believe I showed you a, a basic list, right? Yeah. But I'll, I'll just verbally talk about it, you know, and what, so when we become activated with the autonomic nervous system, there's, there's some amazing things that happen. And when I say we are physiological expression, so how, how you express yourself physiologically, like there are like very big differences in yourself when you're activated versus when you're not, you know, when you're relaxed and one of the interesting things is, um, again, our, our organism is built for action. It is to our biological advantage to see our you know prey or possible predators before they can see us. It's to our advantage to hear them. All of our senses, we want those things to be heightened. If we're in a, you know, in our traditional, what the vast majority of humans were in. So- what happens is when you are in a heightened state of awareness, a heightened state of autonomic arousal, sympathetic dominant, not only are a lot of the functions that I just mentioned happening, but one thing that also tends to happen is that your brain will secrete a chemical. There's a part of your brain called the locus ceruleus. It, it secretes a chemical called norepinephrine. Sometimes we call it noradrenaline. And this is an interesting thing that happens. It it makes it heightens all your senses. It really it's amazing. It's almost like a superpower. We were able to hear and see, and I, even our our sense of our tactile senses are increased. And this is great if you're in a you know hunting gathering situation. Nowadays we experience this as anxiety, you know. And, and if anybody we've all experienced, I think in the modern world we all know what anxiety is. Um, and we all know what it feels like. It's like, oh my God, the whole world is just kind of like, it's just yeah, coming in on me. I just, uh, you know, and everything sets you off. Everything is uh, just too much, right? And and we often feel like we're just being overstimulated when we're in that sense of anxiety. Now, again, this is your unconscious you trying to be a good friend, saying, hey, buddy, don't worry. I know we're in danger. I'm going to send you look a bunch of norepinephrine so we can see our predator, you know, those predators, all those jungle cats out there, they, you'll be able to see them faster, <laughs> but we are suffering, right? We're like, no, stop doing that. Stop it. Um, now that is, that is autonomic 
arousal. That is the sympathetic dominant side. And that is one of the most common issues that we see in the world today. And it's a mismatch, right? It's just a total mismatch. If you take a look, so so there's the heightened senses, also known today as anxiety. There's digestion. So when we're in the heightened state of, of awareness, like what you mentioned, our digestive organs will shut down. And so we see that there's less blood flow there. And that makes sense because if you're in a state of like of, of actual physical danger and you your job is run away or your job is charge and kill something. I mean, that we, let's not let's not kid ourselves. That was most of human history. Um, yep. <laughs> well, OK, so in that case, where do you want the blood? Where do you want the energy? Well, we want it in our muscles, right? So your nervous system will it it moves all that blood and energy from your digestive organs to your muscles and so you're now uh you know you've heightened senses you got the pump you're ready to kill or run yeah and this is this is great for that but uh it's terrible for digestion so Mm -hmm. for instance your coach okay let's take some deep breaths let's relax because what that does is it's saying, okay, you're, you know, it's almost a joke. We have this thing called the lunch break, right? In the modern day, we ourselves kind of like we're robots, right? Okay, <laughs> go to work, do your function, right? And then, okay, now, you know, accept nutrients. And then, okay, <laughs> done with that. Now go back to, it's ridiculous, right? We're, we're, we're human beings and we we ignore the fact, okay, we've been stressing ourselves out since the time I got to work. To the time that for many of us, we, you know, I, I would love to believe that we packed a, a healthy lunch, but because of all that stress, one of the things that happens when we're stressed out is that that unconscious you is going to give you some other things, right? Those stress hormones to try to help you get through. One of those stress hormones is cortisol. And we've all heard about cortisol. You know, it's actually very good in small doses. It boosts the immune system, reduces inflammation, but in high doses, it, it also, inc- it, well, it'll, it'll do the opposite. So it reduces your immune system. It, it in- increases inflammation, but it also increases your blood sugar. And it does that because it's like, okay, we're in a stressful situation. We need more energy, right? But the problem with that is you're, you're blowing through an enormous amount of those stress hormones. The cortisol is saying, okay, we need to, we need to get easy, um, readily available calories that we can use for energy. And so maybe you did pack a salad, right? With those avocados and man, that's really good for you. And then <laughs> you had a great, you had a great plan this morning, but then lunchtime comes around and you're like, nah, that's not going to do. I got to go get me a burger, right? Me right because, now, me right yes, now. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? And, and yep. I think we've all been there and we would love to believe no. And oftentimes I think it's sad that we were like, okay, you just don't have enough willpower to be yeah. healthy and it's all your fault whenever it's like okay no your your organism is trying to survive and it it doesn't have the ability to distinguish between an actual physical threat versus a a uh, a social threat because you have to understand uh your unconscious not only wants you to survive physical threats but it wants you to to climb social hierarchies because it understands that also will help your chances of survival and thriving. You have to understand also the worst thing beyond death 
that we fear is ostracization. Ostracization. I don't know why it's hard for me to say that, but <laughs> to be ostracized, right? To be to be ousted from the tribe is worse than an immediate death because you just, I mean, that's just part of us. And so that's why peer pressure is so such, such a powerful thing, right? For good or bad, right? It, it can be used really in good ways, but but also in bad ways. So you're you're dealing with that stress. You go to the office. There's office politics. Um, you're interpreting a lot of these things as physiological stressors and psychological stressors. All this stress hormones are up. You packed your salad. You're like, screw that. I'm going to, to you know, burger place. And then you drive in traffic. <laughs> oh, you're God. worried that you're, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're flying past uh, all these literally like tons of steel flying past your face. Your nervous system's freaking out again. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Then you, then you have the gall <laughs> to say, here, digest whatever it is. I don't even care if it was a salad at that point, right? I don't care if it is the most nutritional food on the planet. At that point, you are in no position <laughs> to digest any of it because yeah. your blood is in your muscles. It's not in your digestive organs. So you mm -hmm. throw down food and you're like, I wonder why I have indigestion, right? Yep. And I was that same way. I and, I and I have to admit, I am still that same way. That We're all still that same way. It's not like you'll ever be quote unquote fixed of that. If you stress yourself out and then you expect to eat a meal while stressed in that stress state, you can just enjoy the Tums, I guess, later. Uh, <laughs> there's a, you know, there's a billion dollar industry based off of that. Just that disconnection. Just think about that. That's crazy. So, <laughs> so I, I recommend, I love what your coach recommended. I also recommend, um, you know, we look at most cultures have some sort of a prayer before meals. And if nothing else, that just makes us slow down a little bit, right? So if if you are religious, uh, say a little longer prayer. You know that's mm. that is controlled breathing. And hey, you know, um, nothing wrong with getting a blessing as well. Um, but then, uh, if you're not religious, okay, well, okay, I still want to digest this food better. So maybe take a couple minutes, even, and hum. Um, mm. or, or, or just breathe slowly as you're going to the refrigerator, you know, and I recommend, you know, trying to ex exhale for a little bit longer than you inhale, things like that. You're, you're at least saying, Hey, unconscious me, we can calm down now. I'm going to feed us. <laughs> we are safe and, here. Yeah, you know, and, and we, we can, we can start to turn those digestive organs back on. Yep. So we have that issue. We have a lot of issues in the modern world because of this disconnection. I, I talk about it a lot in the book, but another one is that we have uh, a lot of reproductive issues that these days. And if you think about our ancestors, if they were <clears throat> too anxious, right, to go out and hunt and farm and all these things, if they, if every time they ate, they had indigestion that was, I mean, if you get heartburn and diarrhea and stuff all the time, you're going to, you're not going to live that long. And if you can't reproduce, we wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. And so these are, these are modern issues that we're dealing with. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's just one simple trick, but I, I will say, you know, it's not clickbait. There is something very real 
to saying, okay, nervous system modulation, you know, forming that positive relationship with ourselves through the communication is what I call the language of breath, using that breath to say, okay, we're safe. It's okay. We can relax. Same thing whenever you're waking up in the middle of the night. And again, there's no curing that, right? The, the, your unconscious never turns off. That's the way, that's why alarm clocks work. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that's so, so crazy. The reason why an alarm clock works is because when you are unconscious, right? That's all you are, right? Your conscious self is, is, is kind of shut down. You're, you're going into down to the subconscious, but the unconscious you is still listening to every sound in the room, even though you're asleep. And then it's going to say, it's going to say, okay, maybe a, there was a bird that chirped. That's, that's not a dangerous, it's making those calculations for you. And then it's like, man, there's this really loud sound that just won't stop. I better, I better wake us up now so that the conscious me can solve whatever problem that is. And so we have to form that positive relationship. That's an aside. I <laughs> I get sidetracked. No, <laughs> I love it. Isn't that interesting though? It's um, so interesting. And, and if, the more we understand ourselves, the better we're going to treat ourselves in my view. I couldn't agree more. And I think at the end of the day, like that's one thing that enamors me so much with this work. That's why I love this so much because I it's helped me, obviously. You know, I oh, yeah. grew up very, you know, anxious. You know, I had a lot of, I used to have a panic disorder, all these mm -hmm. things. And my breath was what got me through those things. And so I yeah. want to bring this to more people and help them understand that it's okay what you're going through. And like, there's like the science behind it makes sense why you're feeling this way. Cause when we understand our bodies more, it takes away half of the like worry and half of the anxiety because we're just like, Oh, this is normal. This is like, I get it. It makes sense. I, I think sometimes just to hear, listen, there's really nothing wrong with you Yep, is such a relief. I now, on the other hand, a lot of times we're like, I wish there was, I could just say something was wrong with me. So I didn't have to take responsibility for that. Right. So yeah. we do have to take responsibility, <laughs> but when we say, Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with you, but, um, what you need to do is, is take responsibility for that. And, and we can do that. And guess what? It's something that works pretty quickly. So you can see some immediate results, but I will say this for people listening, for people watching on YouTube, if, um, if you've tried breath work and you're like, I tried it that one time and yeah, maybe there was something to it, but it wasn't much, you know, I, it was all right. I will tell you this, that it's something that works. It, it, you know, there's a, there's a instant feeling to it, right. In your very first practice, but over time. So every time you, 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 you use conscious breathing, every time you, you do these things, um, you're starting to build that relationship back up with your, your unconscious self. And so when you do that, it gets better. And that's why I always like to say, you know, it's a practice, not a performance. If it was a performance mm. just this one time, I'm done, right? But it's a practice. We have to keep practicing just like, you know, I, I with the language of breath, I, I I talk about building that that positive relationship, right? And if you've ever been in, in a relationship, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're filming and, and recording this the day before Valentine's Day, right? So- Oh my so goodness, it, true. It's, it's very <laughs> apropos. So it, it, we all understand that within a relationship, it's not like, Hey, you know what? Uh, we uh, are now an item or, Hey, now we're married. 
I don't have to tend to this thing anymore because now, you know, you have to, it's an everyday thing, right? It's a constant thing. You're always walking step by step. And within ourselves, if we want to have that positive relationship, it's an all the time thing too. It's you're never not building a relationship. It's either growing better or you're just getting more disconnected. So it's a, it's a practice, not a performance. So if you've tried breath work one time, you're like, ah, and it didn't really do that great. What also I, I will say is that a lot of times people try breath work at the very like, okay, I'm, I'm in a fire, <laughs> you know, I, they'll wait till it's like helter skelter. It's just like the world is coming to an end. I'm going to try that breath work and see if it makes a big difference. Well, okay. That's not the best time to try it for the first time. It's not a bad idea, you know, but it would be so much better if you got the skill because it's a skill and then, oh, okay. Now I am in a stressful situation. I'm going to use my breath and I'm going to, I'm going to try to calm myself and, and reassure my unconscious self that I'm okay. I love it. I love it. I know we're coming up on time here, but I wanted to ask you really quick, what are your favorite forms of breath work and how can we practice them? So maybe one to two, maybe even three favorite forms of breath work. So the, the, you know, what's interesting. So there's three main, I, I would say forms of breath work. I, I love all of them in the language of breath. So I, 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 you know, going back to your first question, what is my light is, 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 is that teaching element, right? So so, so I, I feel like breathwork is often looked at as something it's, it's one simple trick type of a thing. And it is far more complex than that. So for instance, um, you, you know, you wouldn't go to a, uh, like a physical therapist and, and just say, Hey, you know, what is, um, what is a, uh, stretch that I can do so I don't have shoulder pain anymore. Right. Cause it's more complex than that. Right. But uh, and so, so what I try to do with language of breath, I really want to pull it all together. Now, there are three main kinds of breath work. So, not to be like super generic with your with your answer, the answer yeah. question, but I love it all. So I'll just yeah. say the three main kinds of breath Amazing. work, and and like these are my favorite kinds, right? One is functional corrective breath work. So that that is the kind where you're looking at a person's like the the physiology. So you're saying, okay, so are the muscles firing at the right time? Are they firing too often? Are they firing in it at the, you know, in the wrong sequence that I have seen such benefits from in my own life, in my clients' lives It's just, just life changing. And it's just as simple as like, okay, let me show you how to breathe. Okay. And because oftentimes we just have so, such dysfunction and every breath we take is causing us more stress. I feel, Oh, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when my, when my ribs, I was telling you before, I'm like, yeah. I literally, my ribs are not expanding enough. So yes. it's like one of those things like I had to literally work on. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> hey, no, no, I, I love it. And though the thing is, I think it's important for everyone to know that all of life is, you know, is dynamic in the fact that you're never going to quote unquote, fix anything. We're not machines, right? A machine is fixed and then you're done. We are organisms that are constantly learning and this can be learning a, a functional thing or a dysfunctional thing. It can be for better or worse. So that style of breath work, you have, you want to practice that every day. You know, I, in you know, I'll, I'll do a shameless plug. If, if people want to learn all of this, there's, you go to language of breath, collective.com. 
you can find my, my online course. It guides you through all three of these different styles. But, okay, the first style, there it is, the corrective functional. The second style would be things that would enhance the way that your physiology works. So we do this oftentimes through CO2 tolerance training. And not to go, so just to kind of give you the short version of that, ultimately that, that helps you um, to absorb oxygen better. It helps you to uh, um, not have to breathe so quickly. Uh, it helps you to relax in the face of most stressors. There's a lot that can be done with just CO2. Also, uh, but within that, uh, those physiological changes, we can make you have, so you have more red blood cells, which increases your oxygen carrying capacity. Then you have more CO2 carrying capacity. So now you can, oh, you know, athletes, it's just fantastic for athletes. And oftentimes this is the the zone we, we shoot for with athletic training. And then in that same school, you might have autonomic nervous system techniques, kind of like four, seven, eight, like we practiced earlier. And then, so those are the first two. So we've, we've got the, the, uh, physiological, uh, that way you're, you're breathing functionally. And then we have ways that you can improve your autonomic nervous system, uh, uh, responses and, and your physiological capabilities. And then lastly is integrative breath work. Now, theta breathing is integrative breath work. So there's a lot of different styles of integrative breath work that are out there, but oh my gosh, you know, what better way to become, you know, into a positive relationship with yourself than integrative. And that's the most beautiful part of integrative breath work. You know, it's, it's that you're really working on how you relate with yourself. And so in the, you know, in my, the way I describe it is, is, is conscious self, unconscious self. We want that team to be uh, a good team. And so the theta breathing is a fantastic one. Um, I have one with the language of breath uh, called the listening exercise. Uh, there's also vivation, which is, I'm a huge fan of vivation. Um, but you may have also heard of things, other, other things like holotropic breath work, rebirthing. So there's a lot of uh, like neurodynamic, there's all these other types that we would consider all kind of in the same area that is um, integrative styles of breath work. So all, all three of those styles. <laughs> I love it. And I know it's like, it's like, what kind of breath work do you like? all of it <laughs> I'm that guy but yeah it's true there's so much in all three of those different schools of thought that I just I can't choose I just love them all I love it thank you so much for sharing and before we go I wanted to see if we could get a little sneak peek of what people can expect from your upcoming book okay so in my upcoming book the language of breath that should be out in October of 2023 you're going to hear a lot more about that unconscious. So I, I if you have the uh, a practical guide to breath work, uh, you get a lot of focus on the autonomic nervous system. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Um, you get a lot of focus on specific, especially autonomic nervous system styles. It's more of what, like a handbook. Here are a lot of different techniques, a lot of different tools that you can use and, and mess with and play with. There's autonomic nervous system protocols, different protocols in that book. So what I tried to do in a, the language of breath is, is basically lay out my complete breathwork philosophy. So you can build your own philosophy with a practical guide to breathwork. But if you want my philosophy, the philosophy that I teach my breathworkers and, and uh, that I teach with uh, the language of breath online course in a very deep dive way, that's what the book is about. So 
the techniques that I've adjusted. And, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say invented because, you know, breathwork has been around for so long. All we're really doing, we're working with the same things. We just come up with different ways to get there. And so that is what I have in the language of breath book that should be coming out in October. I cannot wait. This is going to be, um, it's, it's, it's a much longer book and the bibliography with all the research is, I mean, a lot of research has gone into it. So I'm excited to share it. I love it. I am so excited to receive it. I'm excited to buy the book. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Uh, congratulations for yourself on that. You. you are so welcome. And thank you so much for being here today. It really was amazing. You have changed my mindset around breath work. And I feel like I'm so much more knowledgeable and able to digest that knowledge um, by listening to you. So your light definitely shines with teaching. So thank you so much, Jesse. And where can the listeners find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you'd like to learn the language of breath philosophy, I do have an online course and it it can find it at the light. It's at, okay. It's www. Okay. It is language of breath collective.com, or you can just go to jessiecoomer.com. So you can find that in both places. If you'd like to book me for an event or a talk or find out where I am or go to any of my retreats or workshops, you can also find me at jessiecoomer.com. Also on Instagram, I am my handle is jessiecoomerbreath. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jesse. I will drop all that in the show notes below. But thank you again for being here today. I really appreciate it. And we hope to see you again soon, hear from you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. And this has been another recording of the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. 